0: Hey guys, before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to our level three courses. When and I tried to sit down and do some big swanky radio advert and it's just not us. So I'm just going to chat about it for a minute. So our level three training is the same price as some other courses out there where you just get five days and you are out the door, do your coursework on your own. Our course is for the same price is 10 days of training so for our may cohort that's five days and then we have a bit of a month off to just let that settle we come back for a weekend maybe do a bit of camping then we have a bit more time off and then we come back for another weekend with the september group we do five mondays starting in september then we have a bit of a break then we come back in the new year and do another five so we're really like focusing on building community as we go We didn't really want to do that, like, conveyor belt thing. We could be doing, you know, a level three course every school holiday, banging them out, off you go, but we don't want to do that. We do Zoom calls throughout the year. We do loads of, like, cohort, you know, community building sessions and stuff to help people with what they're doing, and that means that we want to do it well rather than doing lots of it. So we're trying to help people do that, and we're also really big on this community aspect, and we found that people not only find the course easier to do in terms of workload, but also easier to do emotionally when they do it with somebody they already know. So to try and encourage that we're doing a train together kind of offer. So if you and someone else, you know, sign up to do the course with us together, we'll give you some money off your course because we found that it, the uh, success rate is much higher, people are much happier while they're doing the course. And it makes our life easier as tutors because, you know, happy students, motivated students, we're all kind of getting on together. So if you want to be part of a community rather than just being put through a conveyor belt, then have a look at our website. It goes to myforestschooltraining.co.uk. That'll take you to the Children of Forest website. And uh, you can go from there, get your application in and uh, join our communities. So on with the podcast.
1: Hello, listeners. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) And watchers. No, how does this work when we're videoing? That's really weird.
0: Audience. Hello wonks.
1: Hello everybody.
0: Hello you wonky people. Hello. You us stare right down the lens, you. Hi. You wonk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and now the listeners are going, what lens? What are you on about? Yeah. It was weirdo. <laughs> um, so this episode is all about like forest school leader and parent kind of crossovers, mm-hmm. changes in thinking, that kind of thing. A lot
0: about our own, our own personal journeys with those two hats.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And um, so I guess, yeah, just a heads up in terms of this is just a very personal reflection of it. And Mm. um, we don't want to kind of, you know, if you're somebody who works with children and you don't have your own children, we are by no means saying that that is an invalid place to be or that you might not have like as much insight or whatever. Um, So, yeah, I just wanted to say that up front that I hope there's no bits in it where somebody might listen to it and feel excluded or alienated through like well i don't have kids and i still have that awareness yeah. what are you all about it's just our journey this is our journey yeah.
0: these are two very big hats you know this is uh, you know our equivalent of like work hat home hat mm-hmm. and we're just talking about which one came first
1: mm-hmm. how,
0: how we're wearing those two different ones um and well we did it in different orders and different ways and so you know it's just reflecting on our journey but yeah, mm. mostly yeah. we're talking about a film.
1: Oh, yeah, <laughs> at the beginning.
0: <laughs> Enjoy. I'm Wem. And I'm Lewis.
1: This is the Forest School Podcast.
0: Let's go! Um, the cat's very loud. I
1: know. <laughs> it's quite sorry. Boring at
0: all of the. No, it's purring, fine. purring, 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 purring. Eat the biscuits. So you made you you make me watch the film. You um, suggested that I watch. Spoilers for people that haven't seen
1: everything all the time. To- oh. Everything, everything everywhere, everywhere, all at once, all at once. <gasps> I'm so excited to talk about this. Ah. It's all right, dog. It's a good film, but no one's come. It's all right. Um. Firstly, I'm glad that you got to the end, because mm-hmm. you did send me a, a screenshot of what we were watching <laughs> at the time, and we're like, what the heck is this? Mm. And I thought, well, he's not going to get to the end. He's going to be, like, too weird for me.
0: No. It was... Um, is it Michelle Yao? What? Yo. Yo. Yeah. So,
1: She's just won the Golden Globes Best Actress. I saw actresses. yeah.
0: Amazing. Yeah. I've, um, so, I did a lot of martial arts as a kid, mm-hmm. so I have watched a lot of her films, yeah. and I, you know... This is a martial arts film. Yeah. This is a martial arts film. It's brilliant. I said to my wife that you could watch this and just be like, yeah, it's a martial arts film. I don't really need to understand the whole multiverse
1: yeah.
0: thing. Um, yeah. But just, yeah. What, so, why, what, what were the bits that you were like? Or what were the like theme? Because you were really jazzed up about this film. I was film. So, so jazzed like, up. I was still jazzed themes up. Themes or like.
1: So, I, so my other half watched it by himself, stayed up really late and watched, ended up watching yeah. this film. And then in the morning, he just handled this so well. Because if he'd said, I just watched most incredible film, you should watch it, I'd be like, no, you've made that as demand, I'm not going to watch it he- very much. No, fuck you I, will, the microphone. I will not watch that film. He didn't, he just breadcrumbed me there. He was just like, oh yeah, I just stayed up really late watching this film. Then, you know, a few hours later, God, i just keep thinking about this film, it's really weird, it's like really interesting, you might like it, you know. And so... Then, and then got to the evening, kids in bed and he was like, do you mind if I put that film on again? Because I quite want to watch it again. I was like, yeah, sure. You know, the fact that you've made a decision about watching is great. So yeah. yeah and loads. then, uh, you know, I was like, oh yeah, I'll see, I'll see. And then half an hour into it, I was literally like on the edge of the sofa, mouth hanging open, like huge eyes. And he was like, oh, it's kind of late. Like I might, I might go to bed. I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> I cannot stop watching this. So yes, I don't really like watching it. Um but at the time that he watched it and then led me to it, I was go I was in a bit of a funk and I was like, oh life's so boring, it's so January, it's been so grey, I just want to like travel and go and explore and just, uh, family. And then I watched this film and it flipping sorted me out because I took it, what well, I took because that's the place I was in when I watched it. So, yeah, main character, Michelle Yeoh, is in that place as well, isn't she? Mm-hmm. She's just in that kind of like, I run a laundrette, I'm being tax audited, everything is stressful. For me, it is a film about ADHD. That's what I took it to be, that's what I received from it. Um, and it was, you know, from the kind of literal meaning of that in terms of sitting in the tax auditor's office and daydreaming and being in another place. Mm. But through the film, she isn't daydreaming. She is actually having a conversation with yeah. a man who lo- appears to be her husband, but is actually from a different universe in a broom cupboard. So half of her brain is there, whilst half of her brain is in the tax audit interview. Mm-hmm. And the tax audit lady is like, what, you, this isn't yeah. serious, why are you doing this seriously? come back here. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. from that point of view to a kind of um less literal way of like
0: you could do this or you could do this or you could do this and all the
1: thoughts everything everywhere all at once to yeah. also just physical stuff being everywhere and how you navigate mm-hmm. that and her house and yeah and you sent me that little meme didn't you of like everything you know oh, people yeah. think it's all about multiverses actually it's just a you an know an ADHD
0: person trying to tidy their house. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um and then about, and all that kind of, yeah, so the film to me was all about kind of how do you make your life worth itself? You know, like what choices are you gonna make? What skills are you gonna have? What dreams are you gonna, passions are you gonna follow? And how are you gonna make the most of your life? Which for me is like a constant, like little thought niggling away. And then, how do I give spoilers? okay i'll try try not to give too many spoilers but for me the message at the end of the film was the thing that matters is human connection is sticking googly eyes on things and make just to make your loved ones laugh and her there's that amazing bit where she's been like yeah physical martial arts fighting all the way through and then her husband doesn't do that she's like why don't you fight and he's like i do fight just in a different way and it is yeah his mm. way of fighting is humour and love and gentleness and having quiet conversations with somebody over to the side so they'll help you know, he helps his wife mm-hmm. all the way through, you know. So yeah. with a tax audit lady, he kinda of takes her to one side and clearly you don't see what he says to her, but he clearly is saying, She's having a really hard time right now. Can you just cut her yeah. some slack? Give her some extra time. I'll make sure that she And gives does her biscuits. It. Does he? Gives he biscuits. gives he
0: gives the, ta- the oh. part of the thing, gives the tax audit a lady. Mm. Um What's uh what's that actress's name?
1: Uh Jamie Lee Curtis.
0: Yeah. I watched the thing oh, saying her, her saying it's the first time she's not had to um act with her stomach sucked in. Wow,
1: yeah. And she
0: was like, what an amazing yeah. thing that I'm allowed wow. to have a stomach.
1: Yeah.
0: Um I t- took a slightly different like I really mm. enjoyed it. Um and I agree it is that that ADH thing, mm. ADHD thing of like your brain's mm. everywhere. I actually think there's another level to it though mm. which applies to you and I or, and actually probably most people listening or watching this it's just like um, so again we'll talk about how the film works so they're going through and she sort of can multiverse hop and can pull things from you know this was a life where you were a martial artist this is a life where you were a um,
1: you know singer, a chef and this is the life where you
0: were a singer and this is the life where you did and I don't think I've seen a better representation of uh, uh, running a forest school session, then panicking, <laughs> going back through every experience you've ever had, and going, I can fucking pull this out, <laughs> like, like just going, like yes. yeah, I remember, I did drama for two weeks yeah, when yeah, I was yeah. seven. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. hey kids, we're doing mm-hmm. this, and then being like, um, like yeah, I had a skateboard when I was fifty. I can pull, up, I can make yeah. a skateboard. We can make. like that is my experience mm-hmm. of planning and delivering forest school sessions. Is like. Just, mm. I mean, I don't have to like jam stuff in my eyes or whatever, but like to get the, you know, <laughs> yeah. do the random things. But like that experience of going, like
1: yeah. not
0: necessarily different choices I might have made, but like all those little things I tried mm. or had experiences of are the things that I grab in moments of panic to go, mm. you have got this somewhere in the Rolodex, just like there it is, or like you've seen that on TV or you read a book about that mm. this minute. That's my like, yeah. that's why I think it's a forest school film, because yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like everything yeah. you've got. Yeah. Every little thing is relevant and it's yeah. not, they don't, they don't dwell on that film in, um, lives where they don't really, find, I think the, you know, one of the points is like in every life, there was a benefit. Mm. there was a useful thing. There was mm. a, um, which is like a really, I think, a really positive way of looking back at mm. all of my own experiences. And I think leading forest school sessions helps me with that to go, mm. no. There none were, of,
1: that was none of, of that was a waste of time. None of that was
0: a waste of time. None of, of those decisions like, were
1: wrong. But yeah.
0: you, go, you go, because, like, that person, like, like, when I started teaching, when I was at university, I almost went on an Erasmus year out to Turkey. Mm-hmm. And I spent a little bit of time learning Turkish. My first year teaching in the middle of Devon, I had a Turkish family who, Mm. like, English was still a second Mm. language, you know, very much a second language, and um, just going, like, whoa, in the middle of Devon Mm. on a random job that Mm. nobody knew I spoke Turk, and, like, that is that experience of my, like, can pull all these things out. It's very Mm.
1: affirming,
0: I think, for me, that, like, yeah. None of it was a waste of time, it w- mm. and some stuff going. This might be relevant at some point. I mean, again, that's an ADHD thing of like, yeah, this might yeah, be relevant. I should yeah. probably go down this rabbit hole. <laughs> Mental hoarding. I, <laughs> I should probably <laughs> spend a really long time, yeah, just absolutely not going to bed and reading all of this Wikipedia oh, hole mm. that I need to go on. It's yeah. very important. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thank you for.
1: Oh, I'm glad you liked it.
0: Recommending the film. And, uh,
1: yeah. Watch it, everybody. It's so good.
0: It's good. <sighs> well, that you've, you know, you know what happens now.
1: No, it's still worth it, yeah,
0: still and worth I it.
1: like the fact that they made it on a complete shoestring budget comparatively. Do you know that?
0: I so, uh, can see yeah. that looking yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, lots of
1: uh, lots of in-camera editing rather yeah. than special effects, and um, a great raccoon. Oh yeah, raccooning raccoonie, it's raccoonie. Yeah, anyway, so good. So good. The forest school podcast has been and always will be completely free. But for those who want to help support our work, we've added just a few perks to our Patreon tiers, including a new Patreon-only Discord server and some extra podcasts for just £5 per month. The extra podcast content includes some really pa- practical tips and tricks for um, improving your forest school and outdoor education provision. And um, So if you've enjoyed listening to us and you want to show your appreciation or just get more content and connect with other wonky leaders, you can head to patreon.com forward slash Children of the Forest today.
0: Good. Um, I don't know how to succinctly summarize the topic. I think what I'm going to go for as a like clickbaity title is yeah. like, are we better parents or better leaders, or like, which comes first, the parent or the leader? Um, I need a clickbaity title though. That's what I like to do. How has have... being a forest long. school
1: leader? To being a parent how do they influence the other something like that is that i know that's boring but...
0: an article by professor yeah, P- nah, wendelin nah, nah. um you and i had a conversation Someone, i think somebody might have mentioned it online somewhere and oh. said do you parent like you you're a leader or do you try and be a leader like a parent
1: yeah, yeah was that question some somewhere,
0: somewhere. in the ether um, that question was, if I can find it, I will link it and credit that person appropriately. Um, but you and I had sort of had this conversation in passing and then went, oh, we should, like, that would be good to get down to record. Um, so I have made a few notes. Um, oh, I didn't realise that there's a camera on, isn't there? You can see my notes. There won't be, I mean, I can barely read it the right way up. Um, I
1: don't know if the camera can see my doodles. I've got to the point where I'm doodling quite a lot of stars and moons, but it's helping me to concentrate. So no, carry
0: on, good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So when I think about being a leader, being a parent, um, so I was a like full background. This might be the first episode anybody, somebody's listened to. It's a film podcast where we review
1: <laughs>
0: ADHD films. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, is thinking about like my approach in terms of like back there before kids i would have called it behavior management mm-hmm. now i would call it like behavior support i would be talking about unconditional approaches and things like that and so i was teacher i went straight through uni like didn't do gap years or anything um PGCE, straight into a job um and because of that i think had a very Academic based understanding of behavior and of like my role as an adult in Mm -hmm. behavior, which was management. That Mm -hmm. was, that would have been my mindset. I can remember thinking like my job is to manage behavior, my, my, or even so far as like my job is to mold behavior Mm -hmm. in that kind of way. And Mm -hmm. I was convinced I had the tools to do it and like, um, very. I don't think I would have gone as far as being like very Skinnerism very mm. behaviourist but like definitely towards that end of the spectrum and um brought that a, a lot of into my early forest school sessions was thinking like okay well we just have clear rules and and you know like if they put stuff in the fire as an example let's say if mm-hmm. they put stuff in the fire then I will get a bucket of water and I'll put the fire out. Mm. And then next week we'll try and put the fire on again, if mm-hmm. they put something in, again, and I will put the fire out. And they will, you know, that mm-hmm. will be the way that I will mould behaviour. And similarly, like I will solve peer-to-peer disputes by, you know, being like, right, I'll I'll decide, right, come bring your cases to me and mm. I will decide and I'll tell them what's, you know. Um and then before I before I had kids, I started to find Alfie Cohn and the unconditional approaches. And I think um, reading that before having my own kids made me feel like I'm a kind of a, uh, my approach to things is quite hard line in general. Like I will read a thing.
1: The cat is on the microphone. Stop. Ah. <laughs> Thank you.
0: I um like I will go two footed into things and be yeah. like, yeah, this makes complete sense. It's hard for me to come. It takes a little while, let's say, for me to come back less and less as time goes on. But, um, uh, yeah, so I kind of read the unconditional stuff and I was like, I get unconditional things. That is how we should treat people. And I think that's probably where you joined Mm -hmm. and I was kind of in this place of like, no, it's still in that mindset of like, I've got the tools. Yeah. Like I know how to do this.
1: I know this theory. I know
0: this theory. And so we should follow that. And, um, and then what I think changed in that sphere, as I've had my own kids, is, like, unconditional understanding rather than just unconditional, an, an unconditional approach. Mm-hmm. Like, it's more nuanced. It's more, like, real-world applicable, more understanding of, like, the nuances of, like, yeah, you can't just be completely unconditional in every sense or, like, uh, being more understanding with people I would talk to where I would explain, this is my approach, I believe in an unconditional approach, and they go, well, I was doing this, and I would be like, internally or externally, bad person, you're a bad person, you've done bad thing wrong. Um, Whereas, like, it's like humbling. Mm-hmm. And I know lots of people will have said like, oh, having kids is, is so humbling, and that's not what they mean, but I do genuinely mean like, it was revealing in terms of like, okay you really want to do this unconditional thing do it Mm -hmm. do it in practice and i would say i have held true to about 80 percent of it Mm -hmm. but that has made me a lot more compassionate understanding um in that way of like i think that's where my behavior my behavior management because i had the teaching background first i think if i hadn't found the unconditional stuff and i hadn't experienced it through forest school i think i would have been a behaviorist parent Mm -hmm. and i would have been Two-footed in on reward charts and you know, Mm -hmm. this kind of like, I will mold your behavior and this Mm -hmm. is how I will mold it. Whereas because of that journey, because I got the chance to be an unconditional leader first Mm -hmm. and see it work,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: that then led me to believe in my own kids' ability to Mm -hmm. be like, I've just got to let them like I'm just I basically I've just got to model it. I'm just gonna keep modelling it Mm -hmm. and I believe at the moment i believe that is the way through um
1: Mm.
0: do you think you had a because your journey to so i had kids what's your journey to parenting well my journey
1: is that pretty much all the jobs i had post uni were like with kids in some respect Mm -hmm. um and then i did my so that was quite a few years and then like arts education museum education that kind of thing and, um, then did my teacher training and then, yeah, worked for, I think about seven years in teaching full time before I had my first kid and then a few more years, had my second kid and then left teaching and then did forest school. So my kids were four and 18 months when I started. Yeah. She was 18 months? Yeah, she was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So she came to the toddler group sessions. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Um, so definitely there were big ideas in forest school that challenged me as a parent at that time. And I can remember those moments and I can remember feeling really kind of vulnerable actually, because you just, yeah, I think there's so little kind of training and guidance in parenting, isn't there, in Mm. our culture anyway, Yeah, that you can choose to read some books if you want. And you obviously like chat to other parents, but there aren't really any unless you find the kind of support and the courses and stuff are there, if you hit problems or you're struggling, Mm. then you're offered all these like different approaches or courses and things of very different, you know, quality and different perspectives and things like that. Um, So obviously the way you parent is a mixture of what you've experienced Mm -hmm. and, you know, and sometimes that will influence you in terms of like, I definitely want to do that because that's what happened to me. Or I definitely don't want to do that because that's what happened to me. Or you're inspired by watching people parenting at the same time as you, and you're like, oh, gosh, okay. I never thought about reacting to that situation in that way. Maybe I should try that. But there were things about forest school which are just kind of a... I mean, you can do behaviourist forest school. You can, (laughs) you know, you absolutely... do. You can. um, But if you are working with kids in that open-ended process over product... I'm just here to be with you in the woods for a couple of hours, kind of forest school. Then there will be situations which will really challenge you if you're coming from that more traditional and in inverted commas kind of world where you go, this is not really going to feel like it works, or if I'm I'm going to really have to hammer it in. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because there isn't like there aren't chairs and desks and a bell and all those and you know structures within organisation you haven't got any of that to fall back on or any of that because it's the rules. I don't make the rules. Like you literally do make the rules. (laughs) And then you're really challenged in terms of, you know, Oh, I did write that in my risk assessment that we won't do that. Or we will do that. Or we'll every single time we'll do this thing. And then you meet real learners and you're like, Oh, that actually isn't going to work now. Or if I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to really flipping force it to work just because I say so, like it really does challenge you. So I think, the process of Forest School kind of opened my eyes to alternative ways of parenting and made me re- much, much more reflective as a parent. Go, why am I actually doing that? What is the point of that thing, that spurious thing that mm. I'm getting my kids to do? Or, um, yeah, so I did find it definitely challenging and it's 100% impacted my, my parenting. And I can remember times where I wasn't at work, but I was with my 18-month-old at home when I was quite new to forest school, having conversations with her and and thinking, God, I'm phrasing that in a completely different way to the way I had with my first child when I didn't have that forest school experience. So okay. I can remember, and I can't remember any specific examples, but just I think in terms of just, yeah, being more accepting, like you're saying, um, taking more time about things, being in less of a rush. And mm-hmm. they, and there were things that, you know, there are reasons I left teaching that were similar to that in terms of I felt like I was always in a rush and always stressed out, and I didn't have the time to devote to parenting and teaching. I could do one or the other successfully, especially if I was going to stay on that sort of train track of traditional teaching. But I couldn't do that and have my own kids. It was just proving too much. So, yeah, I I think it has completely influenced my parenting. And then...
0: Um. thanks to everybody that's rating and reviewing the podcast on spotify and on itunes it really helps to get the podcast in front of
1: more people and helps us spread the word about the amazing thing that is forest school yeah no I think um to to
0: yeah there's something you you said there about like the structural advantages that you've got in uh like a classroom setting like the bell like the Mm. confined space of the doors like the fact that there's tables that you get to decide where the tables go to a greater or lesser degree depending on how much your kids move the tables around um but like you've got those like stacked I'm going to call them like stacked physical advantages that put you in a higher higher um, status thing. Mm-hmm. You're in charge of those things. And then there's something about being out in the woods that strips you of those. And we've said this before, it strips you of those high status physical advantages. You mm-hmm. cannot like lock the doors unless you've got nine foot deer fencing mm-hmm. all the way around. You cannot like lock the door to forest school and say no we're staying five extra Mm -hmm. minutes or like no everyone has to be round the circle or no until the bell goes Mm -hmm. you know all those things and so you it's like adapt or die right Mm -hmm. you 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 have to go okay i'm gonna question this and that's where some people will go super behaviorist like reward charts rewards praise punishment um because that's the way they control it or you do what we do and, and, and have just gone Okay, I guess like mm. you just you just peel back the things that matter, mm. and you go okay. So I'm not. Uh, that's that's all right. I, you know, I don't mm. need to do that. And 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 also, I feel like I'm a lot more honest now about with like learners and with my own kids about going. Well, look, I can't make you do this. Yes. I can't physically yeah. make you do this.
1: But it's to say that. But in a, so classroom, set- but in a classroom
0: setting, you do feel like yeah. you can physically make people yeah. do things.
1: Oh, that's my job. My job is, to- and I hate it, but yeah. I've got to make you do this thing. Yeah. That's what I'm paid and, for. And,
0: and when you say physically make, people sometimes imagine like holding onto a person. But what I mean is you can control the environment. You mm. can decide where they go. You can decide what they get to look at. You can mm. decide. Though That is physically making someone do a thing. Mm. Um, but what I've reflected on is, as you were saying, it is like, because I have got used to that, I think then when I am at home situations with my own kids, or like say we're in the car or whatever, um, when I do have stacked physical advantages, I don't want to use them. Mm. I don't want to be like, look, I can push you down into your car seat. Because mm. I can. Mm. Like, I, I physically can. I'm, I'm a lot bigger than my kids. Mm. I could get them in the car seat or I could lock all the car doors and say Mm. look we're and stop the car do that Mm. thing and be like not going anywhere until people do Mm. but like either I don't want to use them or I no longer think of them as tools Mm. because I've because my mindset from doing very open forest school makes me go okay like I, I don't have manipulation tools now mm. so what I have is like compassion tools or like which again if I had gone straight if I'd stayed teaching mm. I think my parenting would have been like manipulation tools yeah so that's where I think there's been a change um, definitely
1: and I don't think it's necessarily just for a school that does that it's about the things we've chosen to go away and read um, isn't it yeah because that you know i've said in many other podcast episodes that like teacher training that i did anyway was so narrow and didn't really include much about neuroscience if anything you know and child development from a modern perspective Mm -hmm. and what new research has shown about brain development um and nothing about neurodiversity really nothing of any value i and think then, when yeah when i sorry yeah then you do forest school and you go right actually i really want to know more about this stuff and you end up reading books and things like that and that awareness obviously influences not just your forest school but your parenting and your relationships with every human that you meet that that mm. awareness and um and a lot of people don't have time to read those books or they haven't made the choice to investigate I can those to things you can I <laughs>
0: um i think that's really interesting actually yeah i was gonna say um i think my teacher training was a lot of like in terms of neurodiversity was um a lot of like othering yes a lot of like we're preparing you for mainstream classrooms we're preparing Mm -hmm. you for mainstream uh children we're preparing you for this and you know there was maybe a touch of like if you have an autistic learner they will have a one-to-one.
1: Mm.
0: Or if you have, you know. Um, and I think my experience of doing forest school before having my own kids, I would, like, if I had just been a teacher before I'd had kids, I think I would have still been in that, like, slightly othering mindset. Mm. Just being really honest about, like, my yeah, own yeah. experience here. Yeah. Like, yeah. that is where I would have been. I think doing forest school and seeing everything in a different way it's it's seeing learners in a different way has made me go like oh there's no othering to be happening. you know Mm. if there's an othering it's like inclusive othering like you Mm. know as as i have learned more about myself Mm. and and all those things and you just go like oh wonks are everywhere and like (laughs) (laughs) you know wonks are here and wonks are there and wonks are like that has completely chilled me out in terms of like Behaviors my own kids have, I'm just kind mm. of like,
1: yeah. Well, I well, think you know, if you if We're I all... could sum it up in one way, it would be about awareness of needs. Yeah, that's like the overarching like change in approach. I think from doing forest school, our type of forest school anyway, mm. um, including like self awareness and awareness yep. of your own needs and your you know. So, I definitely. I wouldn't say it makes parenting any easier having that kind of background that the knowledge that comes through forest school and related reading and research but it's almost like when the difficult moments happen you have a more you have more tools to reflect and try and interpret what's happening mm-hmm. in terms of, you know definitely for me that's been my kind of journey in terms of you know through learning about needs of humans that you might be working with of course then that applies okay. to yourself as well and then you realize oh hang on a minute i'm reacting in that way because of this and oh this mm. might be going on for me and being very aware of um i can remember having a conversation with you really early on in forest school days where we were having a a debate about making kids say sorry i think it was mm. do you remember I it was did, like super early on i remember on.
0: having that conversation
1: and i remember getting really kind of like overwhelmed and saying to you in, in the end of that conversation i was like yeah but you know whoever's right or wrong like you're just talking about just thinking about every single thing we say to kids like all the time. And you can't live like that. Like sometimes you've just got to just say what just, you know, and it's got really overwhelmed with the idea that you would be, that, not you, one might be thinking and and being intentional about every single phrase you say as an adult to a child. That That idea just like blew my mind. I was like, you can't live like that. That's exhausting. And Now here
0: I am, but then, but then you are talk you are talking to like a pre-parenting Lewis, yeah, who is in that mindset of like um this is a trade, this is a craft, yeah that I then like not not perfect that's the wrong word and it was said. like it was
1: kind of branded, it was almost like this is our brand of what we're going to do, this is our, yeah. how are, but like, also in the same way that, like, will be I,
0: I think I was always really worried when we started the bus- when when I started the business and and as it developed. That like, I think uh, if you don't know what you're like, I think there, there's an there's a some people in childcare who, um, and this is not a bad thing. Some people are not like intentional with their childcare, and that is not to say that they're good or bad. Like some people are unintentional with their childcare with incredible results. They're just naturally like yeah. compassionate. They're naturally like this. They don't really under you know they don't compute what they're doing and then there are some people who are unintentional with their childcare, and that results in this was done to me or um I don't really think about that or this gets the job done Mm. that kind of like unintentionalness and so I think I was always before having my own kids I had at least the mental space to be like this is my job and if it's a job then I want to do the job well like if I was a would carve or I would want to mm. carve intentionally and th- and they, maybe that does come from that like behavior molding management I have the tools mindset
1: mm. Mm. you know
0: it's moved on obviously but um mm. that that thought of being like well I need the tools and the tools will be yeah this and so I should think about them um yeah mm. I think that's where it is one of the things that I remember really early on having um you portrayed that as quite, that we had quite heated debates like regularly, but I don't think we did. We just had a difference It wasn't heated
1: as an argument, but it was very uh, challenging. They were big yeah, conversations, yeah. which
0: is why we ended up doing this. Yeah.
1: But,
0: you know. Yeah. Um, but I remember there being a real juxtaposition between me with no kids, what I was able to throw at the business time-wise, mental load-wise. Um new projects, thinking about well, this poster's only got uh, this many likes on Facebook. Uh, how do I do the thing? And mm. and you very appropriately being like, got my kids today. Mm. <laughs> I've, got, I've got my, you know, I'm doing this, like it's and like I have joined you there mm. now. And like that, um I wrote I wrote it down as like time efficiency and that thing that like. I'm glad I – well, gl- oh, this is related to everything, everything, isn't it? Everything everywhere. Um, Like, I'm glad I did it in the order I did because I think it would be a real struggle for me personally to have a, like, fledgling business and not be able to hyper-focus on it. Mm-hmm. I just – I would really struggle with that because I would always be feeling like I could just get this off the ground if mm-hmm. I wasn't, like, looking after my kids today. or I could just get this if I – if they would just be quiet for a minute, I could I could think about this new project. And so like for my own benefit, I'm glad that I had their space to hyper focus on the business. But um uh that was then like a friction point yeah. between us as we moved because yeah. we weren't able, you know, and I think it was it was unrealistic for me to think like because that's where we got not stuck. Like that was a thing that I know was on my mind a lot, was like this person says they want to do the business, but I'm doing 12 hours a day, six days a week yeah. mentally. And, and this person is saying they want to do this. And like, mm. I get it. Right. I get yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I get it. Um, but that was a friction point mm. for us. Cause we had different um, demands on our time. Um, but what I think has been useful is like the business got secure. or Maybe it didn't. Maybe it just felt like it had to be. I had to feel like it was secure once I had kids, because my demands cha- my demands changed, and I go, okay, can't do this. And so you have to reevaluate. Like, uh, I need to earn this much, and I can only give it this much time, mm-hmm. or I need to like, you know, you reevaluate. We have constantly as we've been going through re-evaluated groups, re-evaluated yeah. arrangements, timetables. And time our kids tables. have been a factor
1: of that. as like, uh, you know, because our yeah. kids have come to the sessions as well. So they are yeah. both our child and a member of the group. And so you're looking yeah. at their needs from both of those points of view and the needs of the rest of the group because our kid is there. And that's created a lot of, um, yeah, like planning and...
0: Pivoting. Pivoting. A lot of pivoting and a lot of being like yeah. flexible. I think the I think the only other route would have been to have like, you and I to have stepped back, hired people to do it all and mm-hmm. go, the time we can give is like admin time. So mm-hmm. we're going to do the admin, but you're going to run the sessions. And I just mm-hmm. don't think you know, that's not who we are. Um, but like, that, that need to make things work around parenting. Now, now for me, home mm-hmm. education, um, you know, all those other things. I think has been a benefit because then the business by force has to be efficient. Mm. It has to be like, this has to run smoothly. We have to be really, you know, if we're going to start a new group or a new project or a new thing, our consideration is really like, okay, how long do we give it before it's, you know, Mm. before we realize, not before we realize, before we decide if this is financially Mm. an okay thing or like, you know how long can we afford to push that or what will our families be doing well exactly
1: and i think it's um because you and i are both quite like oh what about we do this thing what about this new idea Like, you know i've got one at the moment which i'm like exploring exploring business wise and then going no 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 because family demands you know for both of us yeah um and I think that's actually quite healthy because it means that we've had to have concentrated a lot more on the stuff that we've already got and made that really, as you know, as intentional yeah. as we want it to be and as thoughtful as we want it to be. Rather than, I think you and I would both have the potential if we had no other demands on our time, to just be way more scattergun and go, doing this now, doing this now, yeah. doing this now. And I think the overall quality of our provision probably wouldn't be as good.
0: No, I mean, Let's just pause it for one second.
1: Are you gonna, good? Are you going to pause because you want to say, because when we open another thing, it will also be really good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm going to go to the toilet. (laughs) Never go back to mundane marshmallows ever again. Forest School Cooking, the cookbook, covers everything from how to build and use different types of outdoor ovens, stoves and equipment right through to a range of different meals to keep anyone full and ready for the next adventure. Get your copy today on Amazon.
1: Uh, I re- I made a note that said philosophy meets reality oh, shit, yeah. about being a parent and being a forest school leader because your you might have this like idea about how being with kids should be like a kind of forest school based philosophy um, or a way of like running your sessions. You think that's how I want to be. Ah. And then there's something about your own kids being part of that, where they may not be like masking, and I mean that about like every. Child, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, because they are they they know you as the parent, not just yeah. so imagine you're like putting on your role, your outfit as a forest school leader and like this is who I am, I am, you know, Tabitha Treetop's <laughs> Forest yes. School Leader. This is what I do. Mm, I'm always calm, blah blah blah. And then your mm. own kid is there. And they're like, You're Tabitha Treetops, mate, you're you, my mum you and lost i lost it I know. when I wouldn't
0: put my socks on. <laughs>
1: exactly. The
0: fuck are you tabitha <laughs> i see you tabitha
1: exactly and they're like hey Tabitha, how about i test your calm with this yes uh, yeah. um <laughs> you know um and that is really uh fascinating and i think we can also observe each other doing that do you know what i mean yeah. like you know when you're like i observe we might observe, observe each other being with a learner compared to like being with your child and it's almost like it kind of tests the philosophy it's like how much do you actually yeah, believe yeah, yeah. in that do you know what i mean like if you can still hold to that with your own kid that's probably a really good sound ethos choice or like yeah. do you know what i mean they really challenge you and i think that's really healthy i think there's a lot of benefit there um and also in terms of um if you can still so and 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 the other way around where you might have an idea about how you want to parent and then your kid is at work your kid is at your workplace can you still parent in the way that you imagined or hoped that you would when your child is literally in your workplace um Mm. which is a very rare position to be in isn't it anyone I guess who's like a childminder with their own children or a teacher with their child in their class or something might sort of feel similar way but there aren't that many professions where your child is literally there while you're trying to get stuff done and get stuff done mm. effectively um
0: and to, and and yeah to to pretend to mm. pretend, you know to yeah be able to i don't know that's a really um yeah
1: yeah I and i and also i think it It's very useful in terms of thinking about your forest school provision for every learner that you might meet and going, you know, maybe it isn't for everyone all the time. There'll be Mm. times where both of us have made a decision. My child isn't going to come today for the, you know, and it'll be like reasons of needs. It'll be reasons of, you know, do you know what I mean? That
0: that is a note that I have. So I, one of the things that I observed in myself was that um, doing forest school before I had my own kids. Put me in more of a bushcraft mindset versus uh, the the journey I've been on since having my kids would now put like I would I would have said before like I value bushcraft Mm. and I would use bushcraft as a tool as a thing in in my sessions in our sessions and um, now I would say it's like age and stage appropriate nature connection Mm -hmm. in that thing of like. I don't want to say, like, you don't know kids till you've had kids. I'm trying not to use mm-hmm. those cliches because mm-hmm. I don't... Some of them are true, but some of them are also, like, devaluing, like, academia by going, like, yeah, yeah but you can't have an opinion because you're not a I mother. Know, and of course... Yeah, and that's not what I, I mean. What yeah. I mean is, like, there's a change in understanding. Yeah. For me, personally. And um, I think I w- was of the mindset that, like, the bushcraft skills are like a corner of forest school, and also that they are like pivotal to to actually having a forest school experience. Mm. Is like they they should all want to use knives, and and so I will t- I will make sure that I have a session where I show them all how to use knives. Or like I notice that person's not using knives or whittling, or they're not choosing to do that, so I'm gonna really like mm. nudge them towards that, and like um. And that is something that there's there's a, a phenomenon. I don't know if it's got a name, but like I always think when I see kids in school uniforms, they age about five years mm. or my expectations of them age about five years. And I remember seeing when I was teaching, it's like year three, four, seeing my those kids in my class outside in like Kid, like foot they're six and they're like seven and eight and mm. seeing them in full like kid clothes with like you know winnie the pooh on their t-shirt mm. being like fuck i'm asking you to do like mm. subordinate clauses and i actually see once the uniform's not on they like i see you as a person and there's something about that that's like also that came from parenting like mm. Leading first made me go, we've got to get this bushcraft in. And I'm pleased that I did. Mm. Like, I'm pleased that I built my own bushcraft skills up and I'm pleased that I have it in the Rolodex. But, um, seeing my own kids and like thinking about like other, so you know, my son is five now and like thinking about other five year olds I'd worked with. But I just, because I know what home life with a five year old looks like now. Mm. And that's maybe what I mean is like, mm. if you've, if you haven't got kids, you don't know what, you don't, Unless you've got kids like close to your family, Mm. it's hard to imagine what home life looks like for a five-year-old when they play with their toys, Or like their naturally chosen behaviors.
1: Yeah, when they are
0: sitting singing a song, yeah, you know, on the toilet when they are doing all those like mental things that they need to do because they're five. And so then going like, ah, whittling's not the right thing. Mm. Like it might be, but Mm. it's not the thing I Mm -hmm. thought it was. I don't Mm. think there are um, verses. You know, now being like, yeah, them playing and making a pine cone talk, that's the nature connection. Mm. Or like, yeah, them
1: just... Yeah, I think I've been on a kind of similar journey in terms of having that teacher training background of like, it's your responsibility to impart knowledge to people or to help them further their skills in a definite thing. Yeah. Like, how would you evidence the progress? Like, and I, I honestly think, because I was so institutionalised in that mindset, that it's taken me years to get out of it. And so now... I've moved from that and worrying about, like, or oh, not doing enough of that, or how do I evidence the progress? And in Forest School to go, and again, it comes back to needs, just to go, it is enough that I am meeting a need for freedom and play. And I used to feel really guilty about that because I used to feel like, hang on a minute. People are paying me to provide their children with an experience that I had when I was a child for free. I'm not even really the same, probably not even as good because there are still adults there. So, you know, reflecting back and going in my childhood, I had loads of free time outside in nature with no adults around. Risky play up the wazoo, like playing in ditches and hedges and whatever. Um, And so kids don't get that nowadays. many reasons so they come to forest school and I get paid for that to provide them with just time and space Mm -hmm. and a bit of stuff but I'm still there and I'm still observing them and you know they don't really have to make risky decisions by themselves because they can always come to one of us if they feel scared or whatever yeah Um, and I used to feel really guilty about that and now I don't feel guilty about that at all I feel like shouting that from the rooftops and kind of thing you know and that's been And I think that is linked with parenting because you watch your, as you say, you watch your kids grow up and you have a a sort of more holistic awareness of what their needs might be at any given time. And if your kids are at school or you, as you say, you know, kids um, are close to you and you know what they have to do at school and then you're aware of what they need outside of school. um, And if you can provide that in whatever way, that's great, (laughs) you know applications to complete level three forest school leader training here with us at children of the forest are now open train with me and lewis at our woodland site in devon we'd love to meet you in person visit myforestschooltraining.co.uk to find out more
0: that really yeah it, that is uh it's like that holistic thing mm. i think um you're saying about um, being feeling like you're that, that feeling that we all have sometimes I still get it sometimes it's normally when things are going well that mm-hmm. I get that feeling when I go what why, am I you, doing? why are you paying me yeah. and, and, and you go this is a moment which has been earned through through the social emotional tools we've built up or through the community we've created or through the whatever else but the environment
1: that we've helped to add to and all the stuff yeah but i still have
0: those moments Mm. of like oh this is all right Mm. um one of the things that i think has changed in and it's linked to that is my understanding and you've definitely moved that needle as soon as you joined what i was doing you moved that needle very fast in terms of my understanding of what a toddler group was for. Mm-hmm. Um, so we uh, similarly, from the other <laughs> side, I can remember uh, going away from con- conversations with you mm-hmm. and being like, it's hot drinks. They don't need them. That's mm-hmm. not why they're here. They don't need to have a hot drink. We're here to do the bushcraft mm-hmm. and to explore that. Why you faffing about Like, I'm not spending money on a kettle.
1: Yeah.
0: Because I... Yeah, yeah. Had never been to a toddler group. Why mm. would I have been to a toddler group? You know, yeah. like, um, so like you and my kids, and like I wouldn't be able to be the person and the facilitator that I am at toddler groups, parent yeah. toddler groups, adult toddler groups, yeah. um, without you having moved that needle with your understanding, or because you had kids, so you were very much like,
1: mm.
0: "What are you doing?" Like, not oh. "What are you doing," but you were like. If you want to take it up a notch, this is what you need. You know, the toilet cannot just be a tent, a shower tent with a composting loo in it. You need to kind of build a thing. Oh, OK. You need to, like, put this stuff in. Because you had that experience.
1: I mean, you don't need to do those things.
0: You don't need to do those things, but you, but you were saying to elevate thought, this, yeah. this. hot is... drinks were
1: definitely the thing. Hot drinks and timing it, not in nap time, I think. I remember having a discussion yeah. about, like, what are the most common nap times and how do you try and avoid those? I didn't. I, I yeah. wouldn't have... Entered
0: nap times into my decision making Mm -hmm. at all, but now what I I think is like I feel more comfortable relating, especially because my kids are five and three, so yeah, exactly the same age as like a lot of them at the toddler groups, and and those little conversations that I used to think weren't important in terms of like just relating to like my kids have been up, my kids got up you know stupid o'clock last night or like. Yeah, we're having really issues with, like, what, where the socks go, over the trousers, under the trousers. Like, mm. all those relatable conversations m- have made me a better facilitator of parent-toddler groups mm-hmm. that I think if I could have my time again, that would actually be a group that I wouldn't run until I'd had
1: kids. Mm. It's hard, though, isn't it? Because I think there'll be a lot of practitioners who will start with that group because... You've got the most available customers there, yeah, have you? Yeah, With yeah. time and money, um, and people are going to trust you to do that kind of thing a lot more than they're going to trust you to take their children all day, you know, on a sort of home ed yeah, yeah. situation or whatever, aren't they? Um, yeah,
0: it's interesting. I think what had I done more research and canvassing from her, rather than again that mindset of like. A pre-kids mindset of like I've got the tools mm. I've got the tools Yeah. rather than going I should probably talk to the people that are coming to the group Yeah. and go what do they want out of the group
1: mm-hmm.
0: and whether those people would have even felt comfortable explaining those needs to someone that doesn't have kids mm-hmm. to be like hey just so you know sometimes it's like this or sometimes I, I'm going to arrive like this or we'll need to leave like this or yeah. you know um, I, I, I think I wouldn't have had so many missed darts i always talk about the darts like throwing the darts over and over again um i wouldn't have had so many missed darts if i had been a parent then gone now i'm gonna start a toddler group Mm -hmm. at the time you know you need to start a toddler group that's the business decision you're making but like i'd have started at a different level or different place if i had had kids
1: yeah
0: first i think Mm. um what do you think, well, I actually had a note to touch about, like, reevaluating evaluating schooling mm. once I became a parent yep. and, like, seeing that through a different lens. But I actually think that is so tied up with my unconditional understanding that I feel like I've... Like,
1: like you've done it. Like,
0: I, I feel like mm. I've done it. I mean, maybe you can just say that, like, it is those things of, like, uh, now knowing what The teaching system encourages. I'm phrasing this very Mm. intentionally. Knowing what the teaching system in state schools encourages teachers to do to children, God, that suddenly got quite. (laughs) (laughs) The way it encourages them to interact and motivate children, then having my own kids makes me double down on Mm. like, no, I know, no, like you're not doing that to. It makes me. It feels like weirdly primal. Like, and we've tried that at. uh, like after school clubs and stuff because we, although we're home ed we do go to after school clubs mm. and we go to different groups and stuff and like yeah that visceral reaction of like don't do that to my tiny people mm. these are my tiny people you will not motivate them through shame mm. I sure like that's not a thing that's happened and like yeah some, somehow having a personal connection is different yeah in a way that you can rationalise your own childhood experiences of like mm. that worked I went through school mm-hmm. I was giving reward charts I was giving stickers so my mm. Toys being good. It was probably fine, wasn't it? Yeah. And then I see from the other level. am like, nah.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I was going to ask just before we wrap this one up, what you think? Because neither of us are done being parents, mm. and neither of us are done being leaders. So, do you have any thoughts on like where things are likely to flow, one way or the other? I keep hitting this. Um, yeah,
1: I've been thinking about that a lot recently. And hello, dog. Um, and especially because when I was teaching, I made the decision to work with teenagers and work in secondary and, um, and I gave that a lot of thought because I love working with younger children as well. And, um, I kind of did a bit of both and I was like, yeah, but if I'm going to do this as a full-time job and I have to choose what age group I'm going to work with, and I chose 11 plus, um, for lots of different reasons. And now my kids are nearing that age now. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting uh, thinking about that kind of relationship and then and thinking about work and going because at the moment our work is mostly younger children. Mostly primary. Mostly yeah. primary age and, um, and mm. how we will evolve as leaders as our children get older is definitely a question that's like ruminating in my mind in terms of yeah all those ideas like oh we could do this and this and this and mm. this and the other I'm like oh what can we do for this age group which um especially I guess as well if we think about our role as a kind of mentor guardian helper of the learners we have at the moment we are getting yeah we're getting to the point where we've known some of those young people from a very young age and now they are approaching the age where they're going oh well is this group still for me because i'm a bit older now and it's like well what's our provision for these children you know um and that happening at the same rate as our own children are getting older so yes that's kind of interesting future to consider think about I want to add in changes.
0: a thought that I had when we talked about this before that I should have mentioned earlier, um, but that is that um, uh, you you talked about needs loads and I and it didn't flag up in my brain, but I did want to get like get in this thing that um, I reflected back that one of the reasons. So you and I had this like evolving thing with the groups and it took a, lo- a long time for us to have these conversations about like right but, but does it work for our families and right does it actually make money for the business and like actually we've got a lot better at talking about the intangible benefits of groups or of projects and going like yeah but that one makes me feel mm-hmm. great or like yeah yeah but this is so good for feeding into this or like mm-hmm. do you know what although that's financially great i go home crying or like (laughs) you know, I can't keep doing this thing. Mm. Um and actually one of the things I reflected on was like before I had my own kids, my emotional need for a like tribe or community Mm -hmm. was really high. Mm -hmm. And I was filling that need by being a teacher, by being like, these are my club, this is my you know like this is my Mm. group. These are my kids. And like when the head teacher would make a decision, I'd be like, you can't say that to mine. Mm. And um and then yeah, when the Forest School was running, there's been different groups where it's been, like, financially, this project does not make sense. Or, like, time-wise, this project does not make sense. But, like, before having my own kids, I don't think I could have articulated it at the time. But it was that sense of, like, but that's one of my families. Mm. That's one of my my families that I see every week. and 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 by saying that they shouldn't run you're telling me I can't see my family every week and and that is always hard when you have to like yeah change it, I think but it was really interesting to reflect now and looking at like not just and th- that's what I mean in terms of we've got better at not just looking at what does the business do financially or timetabling wise but like which of our personal needs mm. are being met through that group like I'm mm. you know yeah that is huge
1: and yeah and being able to also do that uh with perspective about our family's needs yeah which when you're on your own business especially in our field you have the luxury of doing like most people don't have that luxury mm. most people will have some kind of feeling like, oh i know my kids actually need more time with me or need this kind of approach but i just can't be there because my job d- dictates that i have to be in this other place for a certain amount of time a week so we're really lucky to be able to yeah. have that flexibility even if we are quite poor.
0: But with flexibility comes mental load. Mm. That's the other side, isn't
1: yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and being reflective. And
0: being reflective. Yeah. Right, next episode's about game schooling, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. I'm, I'm excited, excited to record yeah. that one. Yes. Which will be great. Um, but until next time. Bye. Bye.